0: Fast Pass. Visit Tiger Express Wash online or any of their three locations for a pre-purchased monthly pass that can be used as often as you like at all Tiger Express Wash sites in Clemson, Pendleton, and Easley. You can be ready in advance with a Fast Pass from Tiger Express Wash. More locations, same quality care. New year, new you. You've been thinking about it. I know because I was there
1: too. I thought about it for years and then I did it and within a few weeks Dropped some big pounds, and I never looked back. Any time to start is a good time, but now is a great time to start something good and new. With the holidays in the rearview mirror at the start of 2024, there's no better time than now, and only you can do it. Reach out to our friends, Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team at PhD Weight Loss. It all starts in the kitchen, and they'll get you dropping all your excess weight and keep it off for life. MyPhDWeightLoss.com
0: It's time to update your home with a fresh coat of paint. Get rid of those popcorn ceilings or wallpaper. Maybe even refinish your kitchen cabinets. Don't try to do it yourself. Trust Pro painters to do the job right, on time and within your budget. Your local SertaPro team is with you from the first phone call to the final walkthrough, offering expert opinions on color choices, project updates, and even financing options. No more waiting. Start your project today. Visit CertaPro.com to schedule a free consultation. CertaPro.com.
3: Good morning, all the ships at sea. How are you today, producer Ramon? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. It was today was supposed to be like 75 and sunny, wasn't it? Or no,
4: wasn't it? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know either. I just go outside when I'm ready. It doesn't seem know. like
3: It's quite. Uh, it's quite reached that. I'm not sure. Uh, we have lots of things to get to today, but uh, uh, at 3:14, we'll go to break early, and we'll join when it begins, the Dabo Sweeney press conference. And we'll have lots to talk about in regards to uh, the press conference or whatever information we glean or or don't today. Uh, we'll talk uh, some Clemson football, obviously, today. Um, Clemson basketball ruled the stage last night. Clemson baseball uh, gets a good win. It looked a little iffy for a while. I think they were down 6-4 at one point. But Will Taylor, who we just spoke about with Bob Mahoney, and I, and I said to Bob, I said, you know, one of my biggest contentions going in, I, my, the thing I, had, I think so far I've been right about was that I, I was concerned with Clemson's Friday and Saturday starting pitching, and I remain concerned. But the thing I thought was a given was the top two guys in your order. I thought Cantarella and Will Taylor were givens, that they're both round one guys. And I thought Taylor would have an enormous year, a year further removed from the injury, now just a dedicated baseball player. And and that's the part that hadn't happened until last night when he homered three times. So, uh, so he broke out of that slump in a big way. Batting in the sixth spot where he'd been in the two spot, maybe take a little pressure off him. Whatever, regardless, it works. So he should be in Fuego the rest of the year now, and we should get well. Whenever, whenever Cam uh, is fully healthy, and all of a sudden Ramon, it's pouring. All of a sudden, it's pouring. <laughs> I see that. It's pouring outside, uh, just as we just as we get here and get going. But uh, but you know, a good win for Clemson baseball uh, last night. Clemson basketball with a tremendous win. Um, in a game that. You know, I wasn't here yesterday, so we really didn't get a chance to talk about this game. But, you know, Pittsburgh is a team that has two talented freshman guards. They have uh, arguably the league's best scorer in Hinson. They're a team that wants to run. They've gotten better defensively. They had been hot. They had won eight of the last ten games, playing at a really high level. and, uh, And they came in here last night, and they walked away with an L. And they walked away with an L for a number of reasons that start with this. The... The reasons start with what I've been talking about for weeks now. What I've been asking Brad Brownell about for weeks now. And that is Mr. Clark. You know, uh, the other day I was asked uh, by a caller, by a texter rather, whether, uh, whether Clark would be on Henson. I said, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to that matchup. Henson, uh, this uh, unstoppable scoring force. Well, Mr. Henson should have stayed in Pittsburgh. Because he had no reason to be here, none, other than to lose his scoring average and lose all the positive bub he'd been gaining recently because dude got friggin' stoned by Mr. Clark. It's like he didn't even play. It's, I'm telling you right now, Hanson, who, again, he's a tremendous player, there's no question about it, but he should have just stayed home in Pittsburgh because Clark ate his lunch, Clark stole his candy. Trust me, Henson wanted no part of it. No part of it. He never got going at any point in the game. Look, you think a great score, even if you're a great defensive player, all right, you would think that at some point a great score is gonna get off. He's gonna he's gonna hit a couple shots, he's gonna get in a roll, and then it won't matter what kind of defensive player you are. Then it won't matter. But none of that happened. None of that happened. And and you know, look, what happened is Clark cut the entire wing off with his length, with his ability to defend. You know, I I said a week ago that Clark is like a bigger version of Dunn of Virginia. You know, he's 6'10", and he can guard any of the five positions. He has remarkable defensive flexibility. I'm telling you right now, the best defensive player in America is Jack Clark. He's the best defensive player in this country. He's even better than Dunn at Virginia. Because he's two inches taller and his reach is that much greater. This team this has been the missing link. That's what I asked Brad. Remember Rona, it was like three weeks ago. I said, the first time Jack Clark really made an appearance, I said, Coach, I said, can he be the missing link? And and at that time, remember Brad was no, nah, no, nah, he's just played like ten minutes. No, don't don't talk to me about that now. You know, because but but each week. I ask him that. And each week, his answer changes. I want to know what his answer is right now. (laughs) Because, look, you had a team that had all offense, and you had a team here that was all defense. And somehow, that gap needed to be bridged. And that's what Clark has been. And I've seen it all along, and I've talked about it all along, and you are seeing it come fully to fruition now. I mean, this dude can dominate the game without scoring a point. doesn't matter. He had two points. Hinson had six. He had six. He totally took him out of the game. Look, here's what's happening, okay? With a guy like Hanson, you can't pass the ball to him on the wing with Clark on him. Clark's doing his work before Hinson ever gets the ball. Hinson basically just never got the ball. The, the pit players are afraid to pass the ball to the wing against Clark's length because he's 6'10", and and it's hard to pass the ball through him, by him. He can defend the passing lanes, and he can recover to help, too. And the few times Hinson actually caught the ball, uh, Clark challenged his shot, as you would expect. Hinson could not blow by Clark, and he could not shoot over Clark. And so... He was taken completely out of the game in every way, shape, and form. I mean completely out of the game. This is not a coincidence, people. The the last five Clemson opponents have failed to shoot 40% from the field, and the reason is Mr. Clark, period. That's been the difference. That's the change. And, you know, the the shame is you didn't have him all year. That's the shame. Because he has completely changed the equation of what this team was. This team needed this piece. Because like I said, they have like an all-offensive unit, an all-defensive unit, and they needed to bridge that gap. And that's why Clark was the missing link, is the missing link, and you're seeing it now. And that, again, with all due respect to Wiggins, and I think Wiggins has a really bright future, you needed Clark. When Wiggins is in the lineup, you had an all offensive lineup that basically it struggled to guard everybody you played. Now you have an offensive and defensive lineup that can play both ends of the court. Are there still uh situational substitutions made defensively? Yes and we'll talk more about them later. We're not going to be able to get into too much of this right now because this press conference is coming up momentarily. We'll come back to this and we'll come back to Clemson football and uh we put a poll up along those lines. Uh we did, right? We put a poll up? Yes, I Re- put it up. Read the people the poll Ramona because I have to I have to bring it up. Okay. Essentially, the the gist of it is this and it's it it's up. Uh the gist of it is as of today as of today, what are you most excited about as a fan of Clemson athletics? Is it Clemson basketball? Is it Clemson Spring Football? Is it uh women's softball? Is it Clemson baseball? Is it Clemson gymnastics? I think those are the choices that we that we uh we threw out there for you. But as of today, whatever this date is, February twenty eighth, February twenty eighth and leap year, what are you most excited about? as a Clemson sports fan right now, right now, as of today, you go to, go to the uh, website, go to the roar.fm.com and answer that poll question. Don't tell me on the text line or whatever. Go to the, uh, go to the, uh, website. I'm really sort of curious what the pulse of Clemson nation is right now. Oh, we got to go to break quick break right now.
1: Hey guys, it's time to reclaim that alpha feeling. If you've been feeling sluggish, carrying extra weight, or missing a step in the bedroom, it's time for a change. Book an appointment today at Low Country Mail. Our concierge testosterone replacement therapy plans start at just $220 a month, covering testosterone, labs, medication, and doctor visits. We also offer growth hormone replacement and top-notch anti-aging plans. Let's make men men again. Book today at LowCountryMail.com. The Pendleton Tire Company wants you to have as strong a tire as you are. The Michelin Defender LTX is ready for the tough jobs and the long hauls. It holds up to tough conditions and will keep you rolling strong with confidence. Give Zach or Joey a call at 864-646-3694. Michelin Tires and the Pendleton Tire Company, a winning combination since 1973. Call them today and be sure to check them out at PendletonTire.com. 59 years is a long time,
4: especially when you're talking about how long a company has been in business. But that's exactly how long Joe Robertson and son have been servicing and installing roofs right here in the upstate. 59 years. That means that many of the roofs you see every day, your neighbors, the roof at your favorite restaurant, even the roofs you're driving past right now, are likely a Joe Robertson and Son roof. Now you might be wondering why so many people here in the upstate have chosen Joe Robertson and Son for their roofing needs for nearly six decades. And the answer is simple. They were founded on the principles of providing quality workmanship, Fair pricing and complete customer satisfaction. When you work with them, you won't pay a single dime until the job's been completed to your satisfaction. So if you have any roofing needs, do what so many people in the upstate have done for the past 59 years make it a Joe Robertson and Sun roof. Call 246 0886. That's 246 0886. Or
0: visit robertsonroofing.net. Broadcasting live from the UpCountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection.
5: The Roar, your
1: home for all things analytics and salary cap analysis. Why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? We are The Roar, where every day is game day.
0: I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I was born and raised in Greenville, attended Clemson University, and graduated in 1981. I've had the pleasure and the honor of assisting people in the upstate who may have been injured on the job or in a car wreck or through some other hazardous condition, and cherish the many relationships and friendships that I've had with the clients over the years. What we do is we try to help the client find a path forward. Contact us at davis.law. We'll be glad to talk to you and see how we can help.
1: If you're looking for a UTV, tractor, trailer, or tractor attachment, visit Mahindra of Anderson where they guarantee to be any competitor's price and offer the best customer service and quality parts in the upstate. Mahindra of Anderson offers financing and can also quote your trade-in. Visit MahindraofAnderson.com or in person on Dairy Road to check out their inventory and talk with one of their knowledgeable and friendly staff members. Mahindra, the number one selling tractor in the world.
5: This is number one Tom Plummer. One Tom Plummer. Anyone
0: know a good plumber? It's an emergency. One Tom
6: Plummer will be there in an hour. Or they'll discount your bill. In one hour? Yeah. Just dial the number one, then Tom Plummer. That's their name. That's their number. Call the plumber
5: whose name is his number.
1: Break it up and embarrass your children. The Roar, where every day is game day.
4: Nick and Mike Bar & Grill, Clemson's Choice for Great Dining, is pleasing you with their innovative food. Featuring two for $25 menu choices like Cajun or Creamy Alfredo, Fried Calamari, Garlic Basil Pesto, Meatball Sub, or Spaghetti, all served with Texas toast. Two entrees for just $25. And remember, Wine Wednesdays. Choose select wines for just $5 per glass. Open daily for lunch and dinner. And brunch on Sundays. Nick and Mike Bar & Grill, 1310 Clemson Boulevard at the Best Western.
1: Here at ATV Outfitters, we stock more ATV, UTV, motocross, and street bike products than anyone for hundreds of miles around. We have more than 10,000 tires and wheels on hand, and we pride ourselves on great prices and getting you the accessories you need fast. Come see us in the items that are readily available to get your vehicle ready for the street, trail, or mud pit. Don't buy elsewhere. We'll both lose money. Come by the store located at 2485 Rutherford Road, Greenville, or shop online at atvoutfitters.net. Spring cleaning is always first thing on the to-do list this time of year, so don't forget yourself. Roosters is here to remind you how important it is to keep your hair and face fresh and clean this season. Roosters has a full menu of what you need for male grooming this spring, to check that off of your list. Don't forget to set your next appointment with the professionals at Roosters on Pelham Road in Greenville by calling 884-8920. Gift cards are always
0: available at Roosters. Give the gift that keeps on giving. Are you in search of a painting service that goes above and beyond? Look no further than Serta Pro Painters. Just listen to what their satisfied customers have to say. Jonathan went above and beyond to find the original paint for our exterior doors, a true professional. Excellent initial consultation and execution of the
6: job, including additional carpentry. David's pricing and job expectation were spot on.
4: Alex and his crew showed up on time. Gary's carpentry is second to none.
0: Visit certapro.com to schedule your consultation today.
7: William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones, like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box, that moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring, the reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores, Jewelers, and Anderson, and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com, and I want to be your jeweler.
0: At Progressive, we love sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. Two seconds left on the clock, third field goal range, and it looks
4: like he's going to go with a five iron. No, wait. The quarterback is skating back on the ice. He's talking with his caddy. They're pulling the goalie. He skates off the fairway as the kicker lines up his putt. It's a breakaway. They've bundled their home and auto insurance with
0: Progressive. Touchdown, Savings, Burning Goal. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers not available in all states or situations. Kraft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylor's. Craft Stove Store and
1: Patio. Have you ever heard the phrase, the calm before the storm? Well, that mold in your bathroom or ceiling water stains might be your warning sign of roof damage that could cause bigger, very costly issues in the future. Give yourself peace of mind, knowing your roof's integrity is solid through every season of the year. Don't ignore it any longer. Fix it with one simple call today to Adams & Co. Roofing Specialists, 260-0080. That's Adams & Co. Roofing Specialists, 260-0080.
4: It's time to stop the debt collectors. It's time to get a fresh start. It's time to stop the foreclosures. Tax time is coming up. Time to do something for yourself. Time to get your fresh start. Come see Robert King for help.
0: Call Robert King at 864-222-0200 or visit his website at www.thompsonking.com. Thompson & King is a debt relief agency. Robert King helps people file for bankruptcy relief under the Bankruptcy Code.
5: It's time to party with Buff City Soap. Book your next birthday party, corporate event, or girls' night out at Buff City Soap to make memories with your friends, coworkers, and family. To book your event, visit buffcitysoap.com and click Book Your Party. It's that easy. Whether you choose custom mini bath bombs or soap, you'll be the party hero with this truly unforgettable soap-making experience. Shop Buff City Soap, Arrow Village Shopping Center in Clemson, and the shops at Greenridge in Greenville. Book your party to remember with Buff City Soap.
4: For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service delivered.
3: Walt, the Tulip, Ruddridge, we are uh, expecting the uh, the Clemson football press conference, the double Sweeney press conference, to be underway any second. So uh, we're monitoring that not to miss the start of it. But I wanted to uh, to step in and say something because is, are we was that it? Is that it? Not yet. Well, we're, right now we're testing. I have to test it. Right so now. Just right. Yeah, right now we're testing in the background to see if we are see if we are set so you just to, talk and ignore yeah, see if we are set to go or not all right so we are we expect this press conference was it was believed to be underway at uh, at 3:15 uh, obviously that's not the case these press conferences all of them anywhere seldom if ever start on time there are things that just happen logistically so we will uh, we will we will take you to that as soon as it begins you will not miss any of the uh, press conference action uh, we are uh, standing by for that. so uh, so stay tuned. Ramona will be Ramona's checking it in the background right now as opposed to just playing the elevator music that we we're playing when you know it's, it's starting to appear that you know it's we're gonna be a little a little tardy at the uh, yeah at the you start. can hear that. they can. not Yeah, it, right. Uh, right. So we're 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 checking it every uh, every few seconds. So we'll let you know. Uh, And we will go to it as soon as it begins on the uh, Clemson basketball front. um, You know, I put this stat up Ramona uh, today that Brad Brownell has uh, has won 20 games for the last seven seasons. Now Um, he's been hosed in terms of NCAA tournament selection twice, but he's won 20 games for the last seven seasons, Uh, six in his career, but for the last seven Clemson. In non-Brownell years in Clemson basketball history, there are 11-21 seasons in the whole history of the program. So, you know, I, I would say that the man's doing done a pretty good job, and he seems to be doing an exceedingly good job this year. You know, last night's game, again, I I handed out game balls last night. Game ball number one went to Jack Clark. Uh, it, was, it was sort of a no-brainer. All
5: right, we're going to go to it. All one.
3: right, we're going to the press
0: conference now.
1: practice for media. at have about five and a half periods today. That should be the case on uh, on Friday as well. So, Coach, we'll have some opening comments and we'll go to questions in the room. Virtual access will not resume until the fall. So, all the questions will come from here. Coach, whenever you're ready, take
2: it away. All right, I apologize for being uh, a little late. We had team meeting went a little longer. Uh, guys are a little excited uh, today. So, we got... Uh, We got a little animated, I guess you would say, in our team meeting. So it was fun. Fun start. Uh, Excited to get going. You know, it's this is as a coach, this is what you love to do. You know, you love to be on the field with the players. There's so much that goes on in a million different uh, areas. Um, You know, this is ultimately why you coach. You get to be with the players. You get to get on the field, and more importantly, you get to you know build a team. And even though we we all have the same you know, wear the same color jersey and you got the paw and all that stuff, You still doesn't make you a team. You know, you have to you have to uh, earn that and you have to develop that year in and year out. And uh, so, you know, I love this part. I love starting over. I love, uh, you know, the process that you have to go through. And, you know, obviously you, you get results each and every week and certainly at the end of the year. And then you go and you, you process that and you study that. Uh, to the nth degree, and that's, that's certainly uh, what we've done this year, no different than any other year. And um, We did a lot of good things last year, and we did some things that just, you know, really frustrating, you know, that really limited, um, you know, a couple more opportunities for us. Uh, so, you know, we spent a lot of time um, on what we call our quality control and our, our, you know, just really studying the good, the bad, the ugly of everything, and then how do we get better. You know, is it personnel? Is it scheme? Is it coaching? Um, you know, whatever talent. Um, you know, are, are we not are we not teaching it the right way? You know, what, what is it? And then and then you attack those things. And even though you you know you've got this information, um, it's still a new team. You're not automatically you don't get to carry touchdowns over right from last year. And you don't automatic just because you were eighth in the country in defense last year. I don't mean you'd automatically get to start. Okay, we were a great pass defense last year, all right? And so you can't neglect that, all right? got to create consistency in that. But OK, as we study our defense, we were really, really good defense defensively. But we weren't the type of scoring defense where we were like 30-second scoring defense. Now, why is that? Well, number one, our offense scored a lot of points for the other team, all right? Uh, that's a problem, OK? Uh, you know, when, you got, when you're down 14 to nothing and you've given up negative five yards, that's a problem. That's going to affect your scoring defense, for example. Uh, But then also, okay, you're eighth in the country in defense. But then you look and you say, man, we were really bad in red zone defense. Now, first of all, not many people got to the red zone. Very few people even could get there. But when they did get there, they scored touchdowns. So why is that? How do we attack that? How do we improve from that? What do we learn from that? Uh, And and then the other thing is when they did get to the red zone, it wasn't from a drive. It was from some type of explosive play. And then flip side, offensively, you look at it and you go, okay, man, daggum, we were about as good as we've been, some of the best teams we've had, 15th in the country in first downs. But yet, how come your scoring offense isn't what it needs to be? Well, you look at your red zone, scoring. Well, we're, 100 and, I mean, we're near the bottom. Well, why is that? Well, because we about led the nation in turnovers, in particular fumbles. Right. So, and not only turnovers, where the turnovers happened, they didn't just happen. You know, backed up on the minus three yard line, or, or the or the plus three yard line, or whatever. All you know, it they happened in the red zone, going in to score. And next thing you know, that impacts you. We needed five more points a game to be a top 24 scoring offense in the country. Five points. Five points. And so there's so much good, and, and when you really, really look at it from a, the lens that we look at it and the totality of it, man, we did a lot of good things. Um, but uh, the, the bottom line is, is we, we, everything for us offensively from 2023 goes back to turnovers, everything. It's all about the ball, and uh, we did a really, really poor job of that. And uh, too many sacks, too many TFLs. Uh, those are things that we got to correct. Uh, quarterbacks got to take a next step. Both sides of the ball we got to get better situational awareness wise. Those are things we need to improve on. Uh, again, red zone scoring. We, we, we moved the ball 15th in the country in first downs. <laughs> but you know you got to finish in the red zone and it, it was missed kicks, block kicks, turnovers, fumbles, you name it, all across the board. and uh, that, that impacts you greatly and uh so it's a very small margin uh for error and uh but but all things that we can correct uh for sure, and then uh another step in our passing game and uh you know from I would say explosive chemistry, if you will, uh probably be the word I would say um, and some of that is just availability, some of that is just guys taking the next step uh minimizing some of these these disaster things uh that we dealt with. But all in all, you know, it's been a good process to go through it. Uh, special teams, when you look at it, uh, no big shocker, our biggest issues were field goal. And we've tried to, uh, you know, you had a young guy that wasn't ready, number one, and, but we've also gone and recruited. And we'll, we'll, we'll see how that, how that translates, but we feel like we've, we've got an opportunity to get better there. And then the other thing is punt return confidence. You know, you look at Tyler Brown, he averaged almost 15 yards of return, but he lost his confidence, so we had to fire him. And, uh, you know, he, he, he wasn't ready for that. And, you know, it was affecting him in other areas. Uh, we lost Antonio Williams. He's out. You know, we lost Cole Turner. He's another pump returner for us. He's out all year. So, all of a sudden, we, we, we kind of lost some confidence in that area. Man, thankful for Hamp Green. He kind of he bailed us out and saved us, you know, down the stretch and just possessing the ball because um, we ended up muffing two kicks. You know, had two turnovers, and those are critical. I mean, that's field position. That's, that affects your scoring. All those things. Um, so, you know, a lot of area for improvement. The other thing, special teams was penalties, too many penalties that we had. And then, uh, you know, as you saw in the game, in the bowl game, we were really fortunate to win that game. You, you, we studied it. If, if you if you give up a, a special teams touchdown, you, you got like a 31% chance to win. So we open up the second half. We got two quarters to play. So it probably it probably that thirty one percent. That's probably based on a, a game, right? So I'd say we probably had about a, you know, whatever fifteen percent chance to win at that point. But we won. It's hard to overcome those things. And the biggest thing there, when you look at the kickoff coverage stuff, is we led the nation in kickoff in kickoff uh, touchbacks. I mean, we were elite, 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 elite. And that's the double edged sword. Sometimes guys all of a sudden they, you know, they just Take it for granted, right? You know, uh, crying wolf. All right. And then all of a sudden the wolf shows up and you ain't ready. And, uh, you know, that's kind of uh, the case in that last game. So you got to just create that mindset and that mentality that you got you to cover every kick like it's coming out with the right technique, you know, the right speed zone, bully zone, hat and hand, everything, uh, and how you leverage the football. So a um, lot of stuff that, that we went through that, that I feel really good about uh, as a staff and as a team. As we go attack 2024, and um, you know, I love how the guys have worked. They've they've been they've been a very focused group. Um, you know, leadership has been good. Guys have have been very attentive in our meetings and what we've been trying to do, uh, mat drills, etc. Uh, so just ready to get out on the field and, and get started. Uh, from an injury standpoint. Um, you know, long-term guys that that you guys know that that are are doing well and, and working their way back. You know, Sherrod Koval is a is a scholarship player that, as y'all know, tore his uh, ACL back in November. He's doing great. Uh, he's doing really really well. He's I would say ahead of schedule is what they tell me. So, you know, he'll be he'll be ready to go by the time you know we get to the season. Uh, Jalen Lucas uh, had the right hip surgery in December. Uh, he's doing well, but he'll be he'll be out in the spring. Um, uh, Walker Parks, another guy that that y'all all know, a starter. Uh, he's he's doing really well. Our hope for him is to hopefully get some type of individual <clears throat> start. You know, maybe it might be the latter part of spring or whatever, but to really get him into some maybe some indie type of stuff and, and get him back just moving around from that standpoint. But he's tracking in a good good spot. And then uh, Watson Young, another young scholarship player um that uh, had had torn his a c l and uh so he he's he uh hopefully'll be ready to go once we get back we get to the season um uh long other long term armand mason uh he's he's got a stress fracture so he he'll be out for spring uh he's a guy that again i hate it for him super excited about um his opportunity and you know uh got hurt in camp last year um and i really hate that for him. Has battled back from that, and now he's got a little bit of a stress fracture, so uh, he'll be out this spring. But but uh, you know should be ready to go by the time we get to the season. Uh, Tyler Brown, you know, had, had the foot surgery. He's doing great. Uh, not ready to go full go yet, but but tracking in a good direction, and we do anticipate him getting some type of work uh, at some point this spring. Same thing with Corey and Gibson. He's the high school mid year kid that that uh, tore his ACL at the beginning of the season last year in, out in Texas. Uh, He's doing well. We anticipate him getting some just some position type stuff and and, you know Just trending in a good direction. No live work this spring. Jay Haynes uh, He's coming back from a hamstring not anything long term, but but he's he'll he should he'll be back at some point Uh, Noble Johnson's gonna be out obviously y'all know about his situation Uh, He'll be out for the spring Uh, Ronan O'Connell is another young man that had some had a little bit of surgery coming out of high school So he'll be limited uh, as we go through spring ball. We do hope second half of spring that he can get a little bit of work as well. Um, And uh, Brandon Strozier is another guy who had uh, surgery that's back in November that's, you know, trending in the right direction too. So those guys should all get back at some point. Uh, Vic Burley, uh, Ronan Hannafin, you know, a couple of those guys are are working their way back in as well. Some guys that had some – some uh, you know surgery at some point either during the season or post season but other than that we'll have uh most everybody out there and, and uh, ready to go and and then obviously we had a couple of um, uh, issues within the team you know with Kate Hart and, and Noble two incredibly disappointing uh situations but um, you know two good kids two two learning opportunities uh from both of them those things um how those things are all handled all is all driven through the processes and procedures that are in place from a university standpoint kind of really kind of remove yourself from that stuff uh, honestly, uh, just like you do from a guy getting hurt, you, you just move, remove yourself and let doctors and trainers manage that and it's, it's no different when you have a situation like uh, we had, but uh, you know, Kate made a mistake and he's a great kid and he'll learn from that, we'll handle it within the team, same thing with Noble um and uh, both of them you know noble especially very fortunate uh, that uh, you know uh, it wasn't worse than it was and uh, so it's an opportunity to teach an opportunity for guys to learn and um, you know again it's nobody's immune to young people doing dumb things from time to time you know it's how you respond to those things it's how you teach and how you grow from it and that's we'll use it as such uh, with that I'll take whatever questions you got. Is Noble suspended? Or is that no, he's not suspended. No, okay. no. We'll, internal. It's internal. He's not suspended. Okay.
1: Debo, the way you guys finished up last year, how much did that infuse this winter's workouts and what, what you're going to see out there in the
3: spring?
2: Yeah, I think it's it's really, um, and honestly, it's tied into what we all just talked about from a quality control standpoint. You know, the first eight games we were 60-something percent in red zone scoring, and we were 4-4. Four last five games we were five and oh we were almost 90 percent you know you take you take that we took a knee against um, south carolina and um somebody else might have been north carolina or whatever you take those you know you take throw those out um you know you're you're you know it's it's amazing and we won the turnover margin in those five games and so i think that's created a lot of confidence you know with this group you know they see what they're capable of doing And um, so it's it's certainly some wind in their sails, an opportunity to to build on it. And I think they've they've used it that way. I mean, you still got to start over. And um, but there's good leadership. You know, this is a team that's got good leadership. They're they're I was just telling Ross coming down here. It's a very. um, I mean, I've stood in front of a lot of teams. This is a very attentive group. That's, That's a word I would use. And they're just they're just they're very attentive. And um, I like that about them, and I think they're intentional uh, in what they want to do. And, and um, you know, if their commitment matches up, then uh, they'll have a chance to be a good team. But we got a lot of work to do, man, a long way to go. And, um, you know, but I think uh, from how they worked, and it's one of the longer off seasons we've had too because uh, we finished a little little earlier than uh, we, we normally do, um, or certainly the year before. So, um I think we're in a good spot, and everybody's just eager to get out there and go. We've got 15 days, and, you know, the goal this spring is uh, to, you know, install what you, what you want to get installed from a schematic standpoint. Um, but, you know, it's, it's more how you do it and why you do it as opposed to what we're doing. I mean, that's the big part of spring ball. This is time to experiment. This is when you really, you know, when you look at, when you look at our breakdowns from last year, it's fundamental stuff. I mean, it's back to the basics. It's fundamentals. It's your eyes. It's, it's technique. Uh, so, you know, we, we'll spend a lot of time this spring kind of trying to really, really reinforce uh, the details of what we do. We'll certainly get all of the installation, but, but you know, how we do it and why we do it that way.
7: How do you
1: anticipate um, early enrollees factoring in in spring practice?
2: Anybody you're particularly excited to see out yeah. there? I, I'm excited to see all of them, you know, because it's the first time for me to see them. So I, I wouldn't really want to call anybody out, you know, from a football standpoint. But I can just tell you from uh, what they've done in the weight room and watching them through mat drills, and they it's a mentally tough group. I mean, that that's, that's one of the things I told the seniors in our senior meeting today is, I'm really impressed with this young group. They've got they've got a, mind, a a mentality that's hard to coach. It's hard to teach that. And at the end of the day, to win at the highest level in anything, you got to have a certain mindset. And you know that they, the, I have seen that from the group. I haven't seen anybody cave. I haven't seen anybody hit the wall. I've, I've seen, and, and that's a, that's a real credit to our staff and the recruiting. Because you know you try really hard to recruit that. You know we're not always perfect, but I really like these last couple of you know two or three groups that we've signed. I think I think we got I think we got you know the ingredients, and uh, so we're excited about it. Seen some some good effort and guys that have caught my eyes. You know again whether it be what they're doing in the weight room, uh, just how they handle themselves, how they worked in mat drills. Uh, but now we got to get into the football side of it. So we got what 16 of them here. So, you know, majority of our teams here, we have got about seven guys that'll show up in the summer. So, we've got a great opportunity to really, you know, set a foundation for our team and not just create some depth, but and not just functional depth, but elite depth. I think we've got the ability to have a lot of competition at every single position and and hopefully with that we'll create the type of elite depth that we need to to have the type of season we want to have
7: that kicker obviously you don't have an incumbent are you
1: excited about watching those two just kind of battle head to head what is yeah. the plan just give them equal reps and let them go at it
2: yeah i mean you know the one thing about kicking it ain't much there ain't much subjectivity to it right i mean it either goes through the pipes or it doesn't um i mean it's it's a pretty easy thing to evaluate um now you know, obviously you got you got. There's more. To, there's you got a snap. You got a hold. There's a there's a there's an operation. You got protection and all those things. But as long as all those things are the way they need to be, it's not a hard thing to evaluate. Um, is the ball up? You know, what kind of consistency? All those things. So we actually started that process at, at the bowl. We were really fortunate because we had several uh, several of these mid-years were able to come, and Nolan was one of them. And, man, he, he, he was impressive. Um, so, and I'm excited for Robert. I mean, Robert is, I mean, this guy's unbelievably talented. You know, we've seen a lot of freshmen that have struggled. Um, and, you know, that's one of the reasons we made the move that we did because, man, I just, I didn't want to just lose him, you know. Um, and so he, he just wasn't ready. Uh, he just wasn't. And, you know, Hopefully he's going to be have a little reset and get out there and go compete his butt off. Certainly can kick it in the stands. I mean he can bomb it so uh, I don't, I, he's off to a good start there, but he but wants he wants to, to beat the field goal kicker. so he's got his opportunity and, and no one's here and it'll be, it'll be those two guys will battle it out and we'll see what happens.
7: What does the next step for Cade
2: look like? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing when you really study him is uh, he did a great job with the interception part of his game. You know, he we had what eight interceptions, and only four really were him. You know, so uh, he, he he did a nice job there, and did a great job up until Chapel uh, stepped in. Uh, he finished with eight in the year, eight in the year, and uh, but but only four on him. So I, that part of his game, I, I'm really pleased with. Um, the, the the biggest thing is just, you know, too many disasters as we call like disasters or sacks and tackles for loss, um, um, you know, and turnovers. You know, he had he had what which man, we had a million fumbles and I think he had at least four fumbles. So four fumbles, four inter four, you know, interceptions, we'll we'll live with that. He throws four interceptions next year, hey, sign me up for that. All right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a happy guy. All right. Uh so we need to clean up some of the other stuff, but the, the fumbles uh it, it, the he, he took i think he took uh, of our 20, 20 29 sacks i believe is what we ended up with uh 8 were on him you know he had way too many tackles for loss uh these are so so that lead so what that speaks to is just pocket presence pocket awareness just another step in that that's where he's got to get better uh that's a, a big and he will uh he, he's he's these are all things that he's very self aware about but to answer your question, that's just the bottom line. He's got to take care of the ball better. He's got to grow in his pocket awareness. He's got to grow in his situational awareness. You know, there's a couple of situational things that we did that you just, you, you just, boy, um, some we got away with, some we didn't. And uh, so, you know, this, this. but this is a first-year starter. This is a first-year starter, young player. And and how he, I, what I love, which you saw the epitome of Cade Klubnick and how he finished the season. He never wilted. He, he, you know, he, he showed a ton of resilience, a ton of leadership, and a ton of mental toughness. And when you got a big dose of those things to go with talent and commitment, um, you got a chance, you know. And that's one thing I, I was just telling the team, you know, that, that really your teammates and coaches want to see, they want to see the commitment be greater than the talent, right? Sometimes you got guys that their talent's greater than the commitment, all right? And you know it, it'll get him so far, uh, but I want a guy, and that's 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 who he is. He's his commitment. Whatever he's very very talented, but his commitment is even greater than that, and that that drives everything with him. I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big believer in Kate Um uh, I'm a big believer, and uh, I love everything about that kid. And he's got to get bigger. He's got to get stronger. Uh, you know some of those fumbles were just just he's not he's not strong enough he's got to have a little more collision uh, what's the word i'm looking for girth maybe i don't know a little collision uh, sustainability you know where that ball doesn't get popped out you know and uh, so some of the basic fundamentals that he's that he's got to work on but you know, that's it. And those are all things he can do Do stuff about. And then, and then I think, you know, we've got to, again, create that explosive chemistry. And, you know, you show up here last spring, we had like one scholarship receiver out there. Literally. I think it was one last spring. And so, um, and then you get into camp, you go all through camp, and two of your best guys, are, they're not there. So now the plus side of that is I think we were able to develop Some guys last year that it's really going to pay off for us this year. You know, all of a sudden, boom! Here's Tyler Brown, right? Uh, Stolato was able to finally, even though he hadn't had a spring, he hadn't had a, hadn't had a, a summer. He was, he didn't, he's out of camp, all of camp. He got cleared Tuesday of the Duke game. That's when he said, all right, you can play. And so, at least he had a chance to play some and make some plays. And so, you know, hopefully that'll grow from that. I think, I think we all. We all know what Adam Randall can do, and he's had to battle through some things. And man, I really saw him kind of gain his confidence and kind of, kind of figure out who he is. You know, kind of like you've seen with Maffa. Like Maffa knows who he is now. I think Adam Randall's kind of figured out who he is, and and he's got that confidence to go with it. And so, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, I really am. But but that explosive chemistry that you have to have, and it doesn't just you don't just flip a switch and have that. It takes a million reps. And uh so the availability of guys I think is going to be a real plus. And um you know everybody's here we got one more coming this summer uh and TJ that we're excited about getting him here as well and you know love love our love our skill group, love our tight ends. I think Brenny is coming off a uh man, he's coming off a great year. Brenny's got a chance to leave here with a bunch of records and uh, you know he's shown what he can do and then we we love the depth that we have behind him. So a lot of things to, to, to work on. I mean, you know, from a team standpoint, it's it's all about center. You know, what we're going to do at center. Uh, we're going to have a battle there. We. It's been a while since we've had seven offensive linemen back that have started for us and won games for us. It's been a while. So to have, you know, seven guys that have lined up and won games for us, that's where it starts. And then you got Lenticum in there that's eight. He's going to be a guy that's going to have a chance to go compete to be the starter. Um and then you throw in a couple of those red shirts and Ian Reed and Big Zach, Big Flapjack, you know, excited about that. Dietrich, can we get can, – can Matt get in to take can – we, can we get him, you know, if we could just ever get that kid to, to get his commitment greater than the talent. Uh, that's kind of – his talent is greater than the commitment. That's kind of where it's been with him. And, if, and if, if we can get that changed, then that kid can help us. And then you got uh, you know a couple a couple of these young guys and Elijah Thurman that's here right now who's really flashed and you see his athleticism uh, Mason Wade same thing um, you know so we got some we got some pieces that 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 we really like um, and so it'll it'll be all about center and the competition there and then we know what Brenny can do who who who's how does that other group emerge we know what Mafa can do all right let's see man let's see Jarvis and Jay and and Adams and, and uh he's a Yoma May. Uh let's see see what all them guys can do this spring. It's gonna be fun. I was gonna ask
7: about the center. Who are the other guys that you're gonna see besides Ryan competing there? Yeah,
2: you'll see you'll see Ryan and Harris and Trent will will primarily compete right out of the gate. We'll see how it all shakes out. You know, Elijah Thurman is a guy that, you know, obviously Watson Young we think has really good and long term potential as a center for us, but he's out. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll get him back at some point. But Elijah Thurman, uh, those of you who followed him a little bit in recruiting, you know, you know this, kid, this kid, he played left tackle. I mean, he's, he's a little bigger than Jay Mack. Uh, and he's got that type of athleticism and strength that can play left tackle. But he's powerful to play guard. Uh, but he's also played center. Like, you have verifiable film. You know, and so he's kind of a wild card in there. We'll see how it all plays out, but but um I think uh that's where it'll start for sure. Ryan and Ryan and Trent and Harris will they'll all get opportunities to compete and we'll go from there.
7: I guess in defense of that, we know T.J. Parker obviously coming back, but who are some of the other guys you hope emerge
2: at that spot? Yeah, well, we've, we're really fortunate. We're really blessed with some guys that have good, a lot of experience. And uh, so Peter Woods is the guy that that gives us a – he's kind of the the wild card, if you will. He gives us a lot of flexibility. So, um, you know, you'll see Peter and T.J. out there at the uh, end kind of, kind of starting out <laughs> and uh, – we feel great about our interior guys in, in Peyton Page. Peyton's at a funeral. Y'all won't see him today, by the way. His grandfather passed away. <clears throat> Eric's dad, his dad's dad. So he he's uh, he's gone for for that for, for through the weekend. But Peyton Page, uh, Trey Williams, K. Hart, uh, Steph Island. And we got a couple of young ones coming in here that we're really excited about. Uh, we we just got a we got a we got a deep group right there, uh, and so. We're actually taking Peter and Caden Story are two guys that we've we've moved in and Caden, you you Peter will continue to, to play both, especially in like past situations and things like that. And and you'll see that through the rest of his career. You know, he'll be a guy that will be dynamic and uh move him around. But uh, that's where it starts. Really excited about Hoffler. AJ Hoffler. I mean he, he really developed uh last year and you know he's He's a natural pass rusher and still kind of putting some of the other stuff together. Uh, Jaheen Lawson. Uh, we got um, – um, uh, I told you about Armand. He's out. I'm really disappointed in that because Armand can help us. He would have helped us this year. Uh, so, hey, we don't have him. So, we've got a little group. We've got a couple of young guys in here. Uh, Kasai's here. We'll see what he's doing. Um, Darian will be here this summer. He's one of the, the guys that isn't here yet. Uh, you know, we, obviously Denhoff. This kid's played a ton of football for us and got a lot of experience this year. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think Rump's gonna gonna be great for those guys. Uh, it's already been a really good um, transition there, and and then uh, you know we'll see if Zaire uh, can take a step or not. But you know we like the group, especially with the addition. We felt like w- in our recruiting we addressed our recruiting within our room. And uh, there was nobody out there that we felt like could come in here and, and, and beat out Peter Woods. Uh, so, you know, we, we roll with what we got. And, and I do think Caden Story is a guy that will probably be an intriguing guy as we go through the spring. He looks great. He's athletic. Uh, he's about 260. And uh, he's got his body in a good spot. So I'm excited about the group. How does Pete, really, obviously the
7: last time we kind of saw this was with, with Christian. How
1: does his situation kind of. Is it similar to what? Christian? How are they similar or
2: how are they different? Uh, Similar in that they're both dynamic, but Peter's fat. He might be the fastest D lineman we have. I mean, not that Christian's slow. God forbid. Uh, Christian, you're fast. Uh, He watches this. I'll be getting a text message from him, but uh, Peter can fly. I mean, he's freaky, he's stronger uh he's just uh he's a he's a freaky dude man <laughs> i mean it's not you can play anywhere and you know he can he can he can he can play in at 290 and and play it as fast as you need him to play it um uh, that guy's a football player man he could probably play mike backer for us uh so you'll see him and you'll see us use him in a lot of ways especially now that he's he's got a year under his belt and and he gives us a lot of flexibility um Obviously, T.J. Parker, when he did last year, was pretty special uh, for a freshman. And um, but you know he's just he's just um, he's just a, an incredibly gifted, fast, explosive, strong, powerful football player. Um, and you know really understands the game. Played at the highest level, you know, 7A. Played in what five state championships in a row. I mean, the kids. He's just a He's a, he's, a, he's a winner, he, he's a grinder, he's got the mindset that you want. Um, so all those things bode well for us.
0: After the latest uh, round of the off-season developments with college sports, where's your head today about where it's going to be in a couple, three, four more years with you know, National Labor Relations Board giving a basketball program the right to unionize, we're talking pure pay for play. NIL actually fading away with the athletes becoming employees of the schools, et cetera.
2: I'm voting you for commissioner because you're going to figure it all out uh, no, no, for sure. I, 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 I mean, figured
7: it out. I'm wondering what you're thinking.
2: Yeah, well, I'm just worried about practice today. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm focused on what I control, and and that is, you know, my my effort, enthusiasm, and attitude to go coach and teach and lead today and inspire and motivate. That's what my focus is, all the rest of that stuff. It, nothing's changed for me. I mean, it's it's – there'll be more dominoes coming, you know, what that looks like. I don't know. Uh, But, but for me, man, I'm still about, um, you know, leading these guys and, and uh, trying to graduate these players, trying to develop them as men, you know, trying to make sure they have a good experience and trying to help them win a championship. And uh, that's, that's never going to change for me.
1: Do you have a strong opinion on what they do with the early signing or with the signing periods?
2: Uh, you know, I, yeah, there was a lot of talk. We had a lot of conversation about that at the coaches' convention, and and I actually spoke on that some in our kind of private meetings there. Uh, but I didn't really care. I just wanted to move it up anywhere. I mean, I, I, whether it's first of December, middle of November, August first, I could care less. I just wanted. To, I'm I'm for anything earlier than the portal. Because I I I think it really hurts the high school kids, you know um, I really do. And so I think it it gives the high school an opportunity for those kids to be signed before the portal opens. Um, And um, you know I think that's a I think it's a positive. I don't know has that happened yet. I know there's been some talk about it, but um, you know hopefully that'll happen.
6: Come up though, and I know for me personally, the last couple of weeks, from friends to coworkers to complete strangers, they've said they should move the
1: signing period up. And I go, you know who said that last year? Dabbo Sweeney. He's been saying that.
6: And you get a lot of flack for the comments that you make, they get taken out of context, spread nationally from what you say in some of these press conferences. How much of that though is conversations that you were having with coaches
2: and you're just the one who's willing to say it in front of a microphone. Yeah um you know actually if you could probably go back about seven years uh before we ever even had an early signing period I was beating that horse and 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 talking about um you know I presented it at our AFCA coaches meetings I presented it to the ACC you know to get much traction I talked about why we needed an early signing period etc cetera, etc cetera, and you know I'm not looking for any credit for any of that stuff. I'm just glad it happened. Um, but as far as all the national stuff, I don't know. I just – I, just, I, I
6: need mean more of like how much is, of that is like you've been thinking on this and feeling this in your heart and how much of it is you and other coaches that you know this is a narrative that we just don't hear from other people, but it's conversations you guys as coaches have been having and fighting for behind the scenes.
2: Oh, my gosh. Um, honestly, we're one of the few professions where – I think the experts in the profession don't have any say. I, I, I don't know if that makes sense. You know, uh, like like um, if if you get a toothache, you know you go to the dentist, right? And you open your mouth, and if he says, "Dang, you got a root canal and you need it right now," well, what are you gonna do, cornblute? You just drill. you, you go a drill, baby. All right, like, you just like what? Fix it, right? You don't know, right? Drill. You know this is what they do. And you know we're the patient walking in we like, Okay, if you if you go see the doctor, and all of a sudden he goes, "Man, golly, you, man, you got, we got to put a stint in you right now." Like you just kind of trust the experts and what they do, and and it's a really interesting phenomenon. I mean, honestly, because I mean, I've been in college football since nineteen eighty eight. I mean, I've been I've done it all. I've walked on. I've been a scholarship player. I've been a, a coach, GA, a coach. I've been a head coach. I, I've been with eighteen to twenty three year olds for thirty years. I've been one. I've raised three of them, and I've lived with them for 30 years. I've been doing life with this age group. I've got a lot of knowledge. You know, I got a Ph.D. in 18- to 23-year-olds. I do. But I got no say, you know, and, and we really don't. Coaches really have no – we have very little input. I mean, we get to talk a lot. And we get to these – that's why I hate going to these meetings. I said this at the AFCA this year. I said, I don't even know why I come. I'm here. Cause none of y'all gonna talk bad about me, but hardly anybody goes. I think there was one SEC coach there, maybe two Big Ten, and hardly anybody there. I don't know, 133 Division One coaches, and we probably had 50 coaches. And I, I said that. I said this is sad, but in their defense, they, they know it's a waste of time because we sit in there and we we moan and groan and we solve all the problems, but we have no authority. You know, it's a very – and it's not that people have bad intentions. They really don't. I mean, the people that are making all these decisions and creating a lot of they don't have bad intentions. They're just not equipped to understand the consequences of decisions they make. They're just not. And so to answer your question, yes, five years ago we sat in as coaches and, and not just the ACC but the leagues and we talk as coaches and we go, man, this is a problem. Here's what's going to happen. We're gonna have tampering We're going to have a, and, it, and it's like this plays out like just it's the way you wrote it but you know all you can do is just voice your opinion we don't we don't have any we really don't I mean uh, so you get criticized a lot for um, speaking what you think is your truth and speaking what you think is is um, you know I mean it's what you've been equipped it's what you've learned You know, I've spent my lifetime you know, a, a part of this game, and and learning, and and watching, and and um, so, you know, just it just kind of is what it is. You know, it's like we can all right now. I mean, all the adults can say, "Man, this thing, this train's fixing to just run off that bridge, and it's going to crash," and we don't do anything about it. And kind of like that movie with the fugitive, right? When when it's going to go off, and then now we got to go figure it out, right? Yep. All right, now what happened? How do we fix it? All right, who's the one-armed guy? All right, how do we fix it, right? And eventually it'll get there. So, again, maybe that's an answer to your question, too. Uh, Sometimes bad things have to happen before things get better. And, um, unfortunately, that's probably where we are in college football right now.
0: What I wanted to get to was, you know, you're on record as saying, if you pay them like employees, I'm, I'm out of here. I'll go find something else to do.
2: Yeah, I've always said I'm against the professionalization of college athletics. We'll see. I think, I think the worst thing, the best thing for coaches in the kind of the world we're in right now is for them to be employees. The worst thing is for them to be employees. Uh, that, that, that's not a world that we want for 18-year-olds. I think we, we've lost our way and we need to, we, we have to, I don't care what, it, I'm all for the NIL. I think NIL is awesome. Uh, I really am. I'm all for enhancing the scholarship however we want, but I also understand the reality that 98% of these kids aren't going to play in the NFL. We need to educate our young people in this society. Nobody talks about the value of an education anymore. It's $125,000 to $145,000 a year for every kid that comes to Clemson, every single year, football player. And that's thirty to $45,000 in cash in hand and everything that goes in, in, in between it. And that's not even counting the NIL. So we've created great opportunity, and we should create more. I just want to see us incentivize education. I want to see us I, – I mean, there's so many things we could do. We could create 401Ks, you know, like the real world, right? If you take your money out early, there's a penalty. You know, but these are 18-year-old kids leaving home for the first time in their life. And, you know, we are – we we're we're sometimes setting them up for failure. And uh so, you know, it is what it is, but um you know, hopefully at some point we'll we'll find a a, a better place where we're not just firing 18, 19-year-old kids because they uh, you know, aren't quite as fast as we thought they would be, you know, uh, or they're a little homesick or whatever. Uh so, you know, it's just there's a lot, there's a lot uh, that that'll come down the pipe down the road and and uh, you know but I love what I do. I, I love the challenge of it. I love the, I love the challenge of, of putting team together and um, and just you know focusing on my guys, focusing on helping fulfill the purpose of this program and really the purpose of my life uh, you know which is to glorify God, to be a great husband and father and to use this platform of education and football to build great men. That's my purpose. That's what, I, that's what I do. That's what I wake up and do. That's what drives me. Now the rest of it drives me. That's what's always driven me. And uh, none of that has changed. And I think there's a lot of uh, great things that will uh, eventually come about, you know. But uh, there will probably be some, some bad things happen along the way that we'll all learn from. And, and somewhere along the line, somebody will say, you know what, we've got we to be a little smarter in this area.
7: Four minutes how, how important is it that you get some competition at quarterback and, and how
2: realistic is that um, during this course of spring practice yeah well that's uh, we'll see uh, I'm, I'm excited about CV. you know he we signed him with the intention to redshirt and that was part of what we sold him in the recruiting process hey we're going to redshirt you Cade's going to be a junior you'll be a redshirt freshman he was only 17 years old so uh he kind of he kind of bought into that plan um and then uh you know, he got some reps. You know, you rep, but you get into camp. We were going to rep three quarterbacks. You know, you got Cade, you got Helms, you got Paul. You're trying to get ready to play, and so he didn't get a lot of reps. He got mostly mental reps. Uh, that's why I was really excited about what I was able to see in December. I was I was able to see him um, uh, really really show some some uh, some development. And so this is a big spring. So yeah, I'd love to see some competition. Uh, absolutely, you want to see everybody go out there and compete. Uh, but the big thing is, is by the end of spring, man, you know, it's it's his job, CV, to prove to us that that he can win for us, uh, that he can compete with Kate, he can win games for Clemson. We need that from him. And then same thing with Trent, uh, we need him to take another step. And I and we like our three guys. Uh, so. You know, it's it's just a big spring for CV because now he's going to get all those two reps and he's going to be able to put all that mental work that he got in the fall, you know, with the physical work and hopefully we'll we'll like the result. But, you know, you can ask me again at the end of spring on kind of where we are and I'll let you know. But, you know, right now going into it, we're excited about him, but I need to see it. You know, uh, there's no question about who our quarterback is or anything like that. I mean, we're, we're all in with Cade Klubnick. Um, but I would love to see c v by the end of the spring everybody go okay yes sir that 's that's what we that 's what we recruited that 's what we expected to see at this point so it 's on him to to go do that uh he'll probably lean up a little bit you know i mean he's he's a he's a pretty lean dude uh he don't you know we we track all that stuff all the time you know their their body composition and muscle mass and all that but uh it, you know he he'll 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 play at a lighter weight for sure uh at end.
1: This is going back a second, but you were reportedly contacted for the Bama job after Saban's retirement. Any comment on that situation at all?
2: No, other than just you know, I'm happy for Alabama. I love Alabama, I'll never change and, and uh but I love Clemson too. And I'm happy with my job and I'm happy for Coach Saban, had a great conversation with him um and what we talked about will stay between us, but um, you know, that's just focused on what I'm doing. Linebacker
7: obviously Barrett's played in the middle before, but
2: plan to keep him at at, at Will, yeah. and then what's kind of the plan at at Mike? Uh, Woodass yeah, yeah, they both they both can play Mike and Will, but um, you know, starting out in our in our nickel package, you'll have you'll have uh, Barrett and, at Will, and you'll have Woodass at Mike. That's kind of where it starts, and then if we get into um, you know, a bunch of 12-personnel-type teams where we need a big Sam. You know, Wood, As would be kind of be our first big Sam. Kobe would probably slide in there right out of the gate and, you know, really love Kobe and, and uh, McLeod and, and his development. And, you know, he, he's he's learned how to, you know, he's gained a lot of our confidence. And then we'll figure it out from there. You know, D's got to take another step. Jamal's got to take another step. These were true freshmen. Uh, D actually was able to redshirt. Actually, able saved his redshirt. Uh, Jamal played. He was probably one of our top special teams guys. And then, um, um, who am I forget, we got Drew is coming in in the summer. Uh, Cooper Taylor's coming in in the summer, and then obviously Sammy's here. So we'll we'll see where he is. He'll start out at Mike, and we'll try to let him see if we can see if we can make some progress in learning that this spring. All right. Thank you, coach. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. It, Coach.
5: In about
3: two all right we are back um i guess the press conference lasted what about 45 50 minutes something of that sort um I don't know. I'm not sure what to say. I mean, I thought there were some really interesting elements, and I thought there were some massive holes that there were no questions asked about, which I am just astounded by, quite honestly. Uh, I realize, you know, you only have limited opportunity. This is not a situation where it's an interview, where you sit down with Debo Sweeney, and you have 20, 30 minutes, and you can ask him about a myriad of things. This is more like you get one shot, and then somebody else gets a shot, and... That type of thing. So, you know, I, I get it a little bit from, from that standpoint. I, I'm i just surprised that, you know, a defense that was ranked eighth last year was so much of the focus of the press conference, whereas an offense that I thought was inept was not the focus at all. I, I just, honestly, there were some things that surprised me. This mention of, um, 15th in the country in um, in first downs. I mean, I, okay, look, there's a belief it, it, that seems to still be there that everything was fine, that it was just turnovers and that the offense was fine, but it wasn't. It was awful. I mean, that's the reality of it. There, there were no explosive plays at all. Yards per play. I'm just surprised there was no talk of this. Like, what needs to happen? It, it, it was just sort of. I think it was stated that the, that the offense again in that framework, the first downs thing. I, I mean, college football, football in general is about big plays. And it always was the focus here. Always. Under Devin Sweeney, With these other quarterbacks. And these other offenses. I mean, I'm looking at... The college football team yards per play for last season. Honestly, I thought I passed Clemson. I couldn't find them. The reason I couldn't find Clemson... Clemson on this list, is because, for example, Central Michigan, Pittsburgh, Temple, Connecticut, Nebraska, Virginia, those are all teams that were ahead of Clemson in this category. Clemson was number 103 in yards per play. 103. They're only 133 teams. 103, I'm just surprised there was not more questions about explosiveness in the offense and how do you get there and how do you get that back because this is always a, a, a focal point. You know, when when Trevor Lawrence was here year one, the, the year two conversation was, the offseason conversation was, we have to find more big plays. You know, Trevor needed to extend plays. We need to find more big plays. and this was an offense last year that was just terrible. It really has been bad the last 3 or 4 years in this in this category. You can't win at the highest level without explosive plays. The the, the percentages, the drive numbers, the analytics on on touchdown drives basically say that you can't drive the ball and score by 4 yards in a cloud of dust anymore. That you have got to be able to produce explosive plays. That the, that the percentage of drives that end in touchdowns go up dramatically when there are explosive plays as part of the drives. And I'm, I'm surprised there wasn't more focus on that. That there weren't more questions about that. Um, I think that's the key to the season. It's not the defense. The key to the season is can the offense push the ball down the field? Can can you can you develop some explosiveness? And I, as I say all the time, the key to explosive plays is explosive playmakers, and there just haven't been enough of those guys. So I, I don't know. I think it's it's interesting that fifteenth and first downs, but first downs don't get you points. They don't get you touchdowns, and and I think that's largely a byproduct of the fact that Clemson basically stopped throwing the football at the end of the year. You, you you weren't moving forward in the passing game at the end of the year. You basically decided to become a running football team and try and win in that manner. And I don't blame. I, I mean, I think that's what you had to do under the circumstances, but this is a new year and Somehow you've got to restore balance to this offense. And when I say balance, I mean the passing game has to work, and it did not. And it hasn't worked. The passing game is where the focus needs to be in restoring that element uh, to Clemson football because that's what it takes to win at the highest level. And 103 in terms of yards per play, which goes again, this – It speaks directly to the explosiveness. Clemson averaged 4.9 yards per play. And in the last three, it was less. It was 4.6, which again goes to my point about how Clemson became basically just a run every down team at the end of the season. That has to change. That, That element... 100% One hundred percent has to change, and and I and I'm I'm just a little surprised that when you look at a defense that was eighth in the country last year, a lot of the attention was on the defense today. Not much attention on the offense, which, again, despite those first down numbers, the other uh, metrics, the other analytics on the offense suggest the offense was awful. It's not just the turnovers. I think I think at some point we've got to understand it's not just those turnovers. Were those turnovers a factor in losing uh, some ACC games? Yes. But in the bigger picture, if you want to compete against the Georges and the Ohio States of the world, this 103 can't be. There's just no way. You're not winning anything at the end of the rainbow if you're 103rd in yards per play. You're right there where Virginia was, where Pittsburgh was last year. That has got to get better. And the question, the, the question I would have is, how do you do that? How does it get better? What? How do you take the next step? How do you get back to producing explosive plays? I think that's the, the real key to the season, and, and I'm just a little bit surprised. Again, I understand the nature of these press conferences. You know, people just get like one question, so it's not like a sit down interview. You know, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Um but I still thought there was a lot of focus on the defensive side of the ball, and it just didn't seem like there was nearly as much, at least to me, on the offensive side of the ball in terms of how you fix this. I mean, if if the belief is that the offense was fine other than turnovers, I I, I would respectfully disagree with that. I, I I don't think the offense was fine at all. I think the offense was a major problem all last year. All last year. You can't be 103 in yards per play in the offense. I mean, you want to be at seven. You want, you want to be at seven yards of play. You're at 4.9. Let me just see who's at the top of this list. Okay, for most point we have to go to break. We'll take a quick break. We have a lot we have a lot to talk about. You can get in 6547627. We'll be right
5: back. I'm Will Davis with the Davis Law Group. It's important to me to always remember why we do what we do as litigation attorneys, and that's to help people. But more specifically, is to help people
2: by creating a path forward after a catastrophic event.
7: When someone walks into our office, they've likely experienced
2: the worst day in their life. They've lost a loved one, they're catastrophically injured, or their family's fallen apart.
5: The second you walk into our office, you have personal involvement with an attorney. Our personal involvement continues until the case is concluded. Contact us today at davis.law. Let us see how we can help. No one wants it to happen to
1: them. But unfortunately, chances are good that at some point it'll happen to you. Roof troubles. It's one of the most important parts of your biggest investment. So when you need repairs or a new installation, you need someone who you can trust to get the job done right. You need Joe Robertson and Son Roofing.
6: As a family owned and operated roofing company for nearly six decades, Joe Robertson and Son have built a reputation for quality craftsmanship. It's why thousands of upstate home and business owners have chosen them for their roofing needs. Beyond providing quality work they're proud to stand by, Joe Robertson and Son Roofing also takes a client first approach to their job. That means quality roofing, fair pricing, and complete customer satisfaction. Put it all together, and it's easy to see why they're the upstate's premier roofing provider.
1: You can't cut corners when it comes to roof repairs and installations, so go with the trusted name in the upstate. Go with Joe Robertson & Son Roofing. Get started today by visiting them online at robertsonroofing.net. So you're looking
7: for financing on your next vehicle. AutoWorks & Greer has you covered with easy in-house financing and super-fast approvals. Low-down payments make life simple, and there's no need to drive all the way to the dealership. We can give you an answer in as little as 10 minutes. Just fill out our fast app online at autoworkssc.com. With almost 80 vehicles to choose from, including trucks and three-row SUVs, finding your vehicle just got easier. Kick off 2024 in style by visiting autoworkssc.com. That's autoworkssc.com. Hi,
5: I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with everything I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Appelis, I've learned there's an advanced form of dry AMD called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, colors appear dull or washed out. For others, hazy or blurred vision make it hard to see details, like fine print on price tags. Many have trouble seeing in the dark, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you think you have GA, don't wait. Treatments are available. Ask a retina specialist about FDA-approved treatments for GA and go to gawontwait.com.
1: Hey, sports fans, want
4: to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives? Arthrex is hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic sports injuries around the world and in your community. Arthrex is proud to grow and invest in Anderson County with the expansion of their state-of-the-art manufacturing campus. Join a company that provides exciting career opportunities, job security, and unique benefits. Visit careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.art.hrex.com com. No manufacturing experience required.
1: 2024 is the year to get your finances on track. With Founders Federal Credit Union, you can manage debt like a pro. Simplify and possibly reduce your payments by consolidating your high interest debt with a personal loan from Founders. With flexible payment terms and loan amounts, we have a personal loan to fit your needs. Stop by one of our 40 convenient office locations or visit foundersfcu.com slash personal loans to apply for a personal loan today. Membership qualification required terms
0: and conditions apply live and local sports talk coming to you from the upcountry fiber studios
7: this is 105.5 and 97.5 the roar
0: serving the five counties of the South Carolina upstate upcountry fiber is a stronger connection
3: Welcome to the Road Rage. We are back to the great Delbert McClinton. Now we go to my best friend, the great Morgan Thomas. By the way, uh, there's something else I want to get to about Peter Woods. Something I talked about all last season that apparently is now is now uh, has happened. Uh, and and uh, this this is a question I asked all year, and I never heard it addressed. Never heard it answered. Never heard any of it. We're we're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that in a little bit. My best friend Morgan Thomas Ramona wrote, uh no other host uh saying truth like this about what I'm saying about the uh the offense. Morgan, uh great to have you, my best friend.
6: Yeah, thanks for uh letting me get on here. Yeah.
3: It's um yeah, I mean I, I look, I know that uh the Debo Sweeney by nature is an incredibly optimistic person and and that optimism is what has enabled him to do all these great things at Clemson. Uh, you would never want to, you would never want to lose that. However, I am a little concerned that the offense has largely, particularly the passing game, has been stagnant and and somewhat non-existent for about three years now. And and instead, what we're talking about is, you know, fifteenth. In uh, first downs, but the explosiveness has to return to Clemson football if Clemson has any designs on mattering in the national stage again.
6: Yeah, I think that that's obvious, and I I would have to say I don't. I think that Dabo Sweeney knows it's obvious as well. And as you mentioned, one thing I've learned covering Clemson for you know the few years that I have, you know, doing it for as long as you have. It's a little bit of coaches speak, a little bit of positivity. You know, you don't want to uh, head into the first day of spring practice uh, talking about all the things you do wrong. That's for sure. But it's uh, definitely true that Clemson cannot be at the – I mean, anybody who wants to be an elite team in college football shouldn't have such an important statistic like yards per pass uh, in the 100s. In rank yeah yards per um, play yards
3: per play
5: 103
4: per
6: play. especially in today's world where where it's the better teams are getting more explosive not less explosive
3: yeah well, again that's that's right and uh let me see if I still have these numbers because I was going to mention uh the teams at the top here and what their numbers were uh Georgia was 7.1. Uh, Oregon was 7.6. LSU had the worst, one of the worst defense in the country it was 8.3. And, you know, I said you want to be around 7. Washington was at 7. Um, and Clemson is at uh,
6: 4.9. And, that's and just... it's not that those teams were just pass only. I no. mean, those teams you mentioned also had run games that were, um, you know, a threat every single play.
3: Right. And I – I just, I don't think with rare exception, you know, Michigan sort of redefined the rules a little bit last year because of the way they played. But Michigan also put 20 players uh, in the uh, combine and 20 players in the NFL draft. Uh, they're a little bit of a unique situation. But, uh, but even Michigan playing as conservatively as they did. Remember, at one point, for example, against Penn State, they ran the ball 33 straight times. Um, so they were still a hyper conservative team. They were actually 24th in this category at 6.1 and and I, I just I do not think you can win a national championship nor can you compete for one unless you're in the top 25 in this category.
6: Do you put any um, belief in the fact that it's it all falls back on the turnovers? I mean let's say no. you keep those stats but take away the turnovers, no, I mean it could have helped Clemson win one or two games, maybe. Right.
3: It 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 could have helped you win ACC games. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I see. I think I I think that we're getting too caught up in that, and I thought so last year too, and I said the same thing then. This isn't just a turnover problem, and I think when you start when you start classifying as a turnover problem, it means like. Well, I can ignore the rest of it. If, if, if we just don't turn it over, these things will get naturally fixed. They might. They might help you beat a Duke, but they're not going to help you beat an Ohio State or a Georgia. You know, if, if you want to beat an Ohio State or a Georgia, teams of that ilk, you've got to not only clean up that turnover thing, but you've got to raise that number from 4.9 yards per play to at least 6.5 yards per play.
6: When I look at that number and I and I visualize the games that I attended and the games that I rewatched, I know a lot of your listeners are film junkies like you are and we watch games multiple times and and try to find out what's going on. I know a lot of the narrative is well the wide receivers aren't getting open, but a lot of times I also see that by the time Cade gets to his final step backwards he's going to release the ball it's going to be to his first read maybe to his second read sometimes I've clocked him throwing the ball and there's not enough time for any of the wide receivers to get more than nine yards so sometimes I think that Clemson got into and I don't know if it was by design or if it was the quarterback decision in the moment but sometimes I think Clemson got into the you know, take the easy way out. If the first read is open, always take it. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but it ultimately ultimately seemed to result in a small, uh, uh, a less yards per play than, than the teams that you're trying to compete against.
3: Well, look, at the end of the year, you weren't moving forward in this category. You were moving backwards. You had found a way to win, but it was like a couple of years ago when Clemson just started running the ball at the end of the year. Clemson sort of reverted to that at the end of this season and the yards per play, the last three games was actually worse than it had been previously because there really was no passing game. I mean, it, basically Clemson just stopped throwing the ball and, and, uh, and went to the running game again and in moving forward into a new year, you know, you know, that can't be the recipe unless you want to end up with the same nine wins that Vegas is projecting, because that's what Vegas is saying right now. And, 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 again that's what has to change the, the the this offense needs to become much more dynamic now do I think it can yeah but, uh, this is really what I think the the conversation about this team needs to needs to lie needs to take place it's how does that happen how do you how do you move this number from 103 up into the top 25 which is where it's going to have to be that that's the improvement that's going to be needed again, you can win the acc you know you can win the acc without without some of this stuff you know you might even be able to win the acc just by cleaning up the the turnover thing in other words still be 103 in yards per play but clean up the turnover thing and win the acc championship but all that's going to get you is to an a kicking in the playoff unless you change this dynamic Unless you change the numbers, unless you change the explosiveness, and that was always a feature here with Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence under Dabo Sweeney and the staff, and and somehow that needs to be found again. And and obviously, Cade is going to need to make a big jump this year. I mean, a massive jump in terms of how he played because he did not play well last year. He just didn't. And you know, and I'm not, and his mates didn't play all that well either at times. I mean the the, the wide receivers and the unit have to be better. The offensive line has to be better. Um, and all has to come together under Garrett Rowley in year two. But, uh, but I, I think clearly... The, the offense is an area, forget the turnovers. The turnovers, to me, are sort of like a one-off, you know. Like, that might be true last year. Maybe completely opposite this year. You know, and Dabo did mention that Cade has to get bigger and stronger, which is something we've talked about forever, and he was talking about it from a ball security on contact standpoint. You know, I'm talking about it not just on a ball security on contact standpoint, but from a uh, from a rebirth of the quarterback run game, which I think has to happen here for the offense to, to start to be restored. You you have to have some quarterback run game. It's not just a part of the Clemson offense and has been all along, but it was also a part of Garrett Riley's offense uh, out at TCU. That element has to be restored. 1.9 yards a carry uh, from Cade Klubnick is not going to get it.
6: Oh, I'm so thankful you brought that up. My best friend, I'm so thankful. <laughs> and you know why? Because... Talk to the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan about what a running quarterback can do to you, baby, because that game was neck and neck until Patrick Mahomes said, you know what, I'm about to run 19 yards and convert on fourth down with my legs and win this game, and I'm about to go back-to-back, baby.
3: Well, and it's, like it's a numbers said, game. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a numbers game because it gives you an extra blocker.
6: Yes, exactly. And so when you have that threat, you can do like the 49ers and lock down, for the most part, the best quarterback in the league. But then when he changes the way he plays the game within that same game, if you don't adjust quickly enough, and Nick Bosa didn't because he got roadrunnered a couple of times by Patrick Mahomes and confused by the, the read option, it, the game's over at that point your playmaker has taken over I'm curious when you talk about this with the quarterback where's Boston College and where is um where's Duke I know I know Riley Leonard, he was hurt right a couple of yeah um, uh, where you asked where, me where Texas are they in, because in, uh, in, uh, in that in that yards per play in yards per category? yards where, where did they shake out um, I'm, I'm were sp- they better than Clemson, I guess
3: I'm I'm looking I'm looking. It's hard to just find one team when you're scrolling on a long list. Uh, because
6: you know when I think about a dynamic guy, you know I hate to brag about your Boston College. Uh, I hate to brag about your Eagles. <laughs> I know you're you're like a huge Boston College fan yeah, now, me. apparently. But, that's uh, me,
3: Mister Eagle. Uh,
6: <laughs> you know you uh, you got the red bandana you're wearing yeah, every day now. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but whatever. But uh you know, you I think Castellanos is the guy that when I think of in the ACC, you know, now that you don't have your Drake Mays, I think that guy oh, no is the question. guy that would could take over again.
3: Yeah, no, no question. I mean, look, remember, he put up 500 yards of offense on Florida State early in the year. And if it wasn't for that uh, defensive uh, face mask, uh, they would have got the ball back. They were going to win. They, they were they were going to actually beat Florida State. Um so he'll be a big impact uh, this year for them. I don't think there's any question. But you know, I mean, remember that Deshaun Watson rushed over a thousand yards in a season here, um, and and I'm not saying that Cade Klubnik has to do that. But what he does have to do is rush for 500 yards. He's got to he's got to give you something in that category to help balance out this offense and put the threat of the quarterback run game back in it. I remember when DJ was here people said, well, you know, man, he can't run, he doesn't want to run, blah blah blah. But, you know, he rushed for like 400 something yards and he averaged uh 4 yards a carry and a lot of those were short yardage runs, like fullback style runs. I mean, even that would be uh would be an upgrade over where we were last year. So I agree that Kane has to get bigger and stronger, not just for the purpose of avoiding contact fumbles, but also for the purpose of restoring the quarterback run game to Clemson football because I think it's an instrumental part of trying to fix some of this yards per play stuff. You had no threat in that regard a year ago.
6: Yeah, you kind of, you know, well, first of all, it seems like a lifetime ago when Clemson had a 4,000-yard passer and a 1,000-yard rusher in the same person. Yeah. You know, I mean, that seems like Mount Everest right now, you know, and and when we talk about generational quarterbacks, I think Clemson getting two back-to-back kind of got us a little bit too spoiled with that. That's true, Morgan,
3: but every Clemson quarterback in this offense has run the ball with some effectiveness except last year.
6: Yeah, and I would say the the two that I mentioned that were high draft picks they're, they're much different than, than the guys that you have now. Cade and DJ seem to be run more. And I don't know how to really explain it, but they don't seem as much as they're running like they run track or like they run in basketball. They seem to be more of a baseball type athleticism versus the DJ more, more of like a, a first baseman type athleticism. Cade may be more of a, Third base or shortstop type
5: athletic. Well, remember though, like remember
3: though, uh, Trevor Lawrence in year one, he had no feel for the run game then either, and he wound up, you know, uh, beating Ohio State on the ground with his legs. And, and so, I don't think he had a great feel for the run game last year, and he needed to get bigger, stronger. But he has some speed and athleticism. Uh, you know,
6: he's just you got to find. You don't. I don't see a lot of runs from Deshaun and Trevor where they're running into people, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, running into their own teammates downfield or whatever it may be. I feel like a lot of times the two guys, the two most recent quarterbacks do that more often than not. And like Mm -hmm. you said, it's kind of a feel thing, a kind of a vision thing of knowing where to cut and where to turn and where to where to he's take got, advantage look, of your whole
3: Yeah, he's going to get better. The question is how much better, and that's going to determine ultimately what type of season, in every way, what type of season Clemson is going to have. That's my best friend Morgan Thomas. Morgan, it was great speaking with you. I have to go to break.
1: Quick break. We'll be right back. Spring cleaning is always first thing on the to-do list this time of year, so don't forget yourself. Roosters is here to remind you how important it is to keep your hair and face fresh and clean this season. Roosters has a full menu of what you need for male grooming this spring to check that off of your list. Don't forget to set your next appointment with the professional.